Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. It is Friday. Woo woo. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day this Friday. I am in Naperville, Illinois right now with my husband and our daughter, Sierra. And so if you are in the area, come on out. We are at the ICHE convention at Calvary Church in Naperville, Illinois, right off of State Route 59. So we are excited to be here this weekend. Really great stuff going on. The convention started yesterday and it'll go on tomorrow. Tomorrow it's over kind of early in the day. I think it's because we started on Thursday and everybody's tired. Uh, my friend Steve says that the vendors, by the time Saturday rolls around, the vendors are really tired. So on the first day of a convention, Steve would always say, it's day one of the vendor hostage crisis. So if you want to come and see everybody before they're completely worn out, uh, come out today and come out on Saturday, June 3rd, and that will be over at 3.15 in the afternoon. I'm actually doing tomorrow morning's keynote address. So I'm really excited about that. I'll be doing the opening Saturday morning ad- address for a general session. So come on out and say hello. You can register, or actually you can't register online. You have to register at the door right now. But you can find out more about it at I-C-H-E. Org. Couple things I want to do today. I'm going to be talking uh, to the mom who's well, actually to the parents. Who, if you guys are tired and you're just like, "What in the world? Why are we even doing this anymore?" Or you just think, "I need a nap. I want to take a parenting nap for like three years." Uh, today's podcast is for you. But I have a couple things I want to talk about before I get to sort of the meat of what I'm doing. And I know this. Um, I know because I've heard from a couple of you. You don't like it when I talk about what we're doing as a ministry because you want me to spend all my time talking about the Bible and what God's laid on my heart. And I really want that to be able to do that. But here's the truth. Um, we are a nonprofit organization, and we are dependent on your prayerful support of this ministry. And you can support us a hundred different ways. You can buy books that we've written. You can buy scripture writing uh, necklaces. You can fi- follow us on Instagram. We're trying to build a ministry that hopefully will encourage a brand new generation of parents to stay strong in the Lord. So I want to tell you a couple different things that we're doing that you can be involved in, and hopefully um, it will encourage you. For those of you who live in the Pacific Northwest, specifically uh, the Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, Washington area, my husband and I are opening a brand new uh, building this fall for you, a 17,000 square feet of absolute answer to prayer. I mean, really, just rejoice with us because it's an incredible gift that a local area businessman has given us to be able to use this building. And we're going to be opening it to uh, parents who want to disciple their kids through homeschooling this fall. And if you haven't found out about that yet, or if you know someone who lives in this area, let them know. You can find out all about it, and I will link back to it today at firmlyplantedfamily.org. Just click on the Homeschool Resource Center. That actually opens November in November, the first week of November, because we don't get the keys to the building until the 1st of October. So if you live in the area, uh, A, we can use your financial support. We're going to have to outfit that entire building with with desks and chairs. And um, I wish I had time to, to give you the entire story of what God has done to bring us to this place. So most of you know, Jay and I have been working with the homeschool community for going on uh, 18 years. We've been working with homeschoolers for a really long time. And we've been praying about this center for just about as long. So we started a homeschool resource center about, oh, I don't know, seven years ago. And the the space that we were doing it in just wasn't conducive to moms bringing their kids in. And so we ended up having to close it. We had a small bookstore, but we ended up having to close it. Well, we're going to be opening it up again 
in Vancouver at the Homeschool Resource Center. And that resource center will be open Monday through Saturday. We're going to be offering uh, classes for parents and classes for children. We've got a whole uh, marine biology program. So three huge aquariums full of sea creatures that we are going to be bringing in from the Oregon coast to study this fall. And we're going to be doing uh, marine biology for little kids all the way up through high school. So check it out, you guys. I think you're going to be really encouraged. We are just now taking membership. If you would like to encourage us to build uh, a scholarship fund for parents who uh, need that assistance, we would be encouraged by that as well. You can give to the ministry by sending uh, a check to Firmly Planted Family, P.O. Box 460, Battleground, Washington, 98604. I will also link back to how to do that um, on the podcast today. But we covet your prayerful support for what God is doing through our nonprofit organization, which also brings you the podcast. And we are coming up on to episode 500, a moment of silence for recording this podcast almost 500 times. Can you guys believe it? Some of you have been listening to me for a couple of years. We now have well over 30,000 people that listen to this podcast every time it airs. And it would encourage us so much if you would uh, share the podcast, share the link on your on your Facebook pages or send a text link to your family and just say, hey, tune in because we hope to encourage a whole brand new generation of parents to follow the Lord. Also, really quickly want to tell you, we've written a Bible study for parents uh, called Firmly Planted. And it is really a wonderful way for you to get into the word. We get questions all the time. In fact, I'm looking at an email right now, a mom saying, can you recommend a study or ministry that we can uh, do with our kids together? Well, we wrote one. Our family did. Firmly Planted is a devotional for families. Check it out at firmlyplantedfamily.org. Um, I know that most of you this time of year, if you're anything like me, you're kind of done, right? You're feeling kind of done. Those of us who are still homeschooling, just kind of hanging on, hanging on. A lot of you are done homeschooling already. And to that, I say, good for you. All right. Some of us have a couple of things left to do, and we might just actually lay it down for the fall. Some of us might be named Heidi. <laughs> I don't know. I'll get back to you for sure. But I love to encourage you from the word of God. And I want to just do that today because the Bible says, as we talked about this on Wednesday, the Bible says that we are not to grow weary in doing good. Did you know uh, that we are in a spiritual battle? We really are. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, that we are to be alert and of sober mind because we have an adversary, the devil, who literally is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Um, another reference to the spiritual battle that we're in is found in Psalm 127. This is why I had those arrow pendant necklaces made to remind me as a mom that the Bible says that my children have been given to my husband and I like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, the Bible says this is what your children are when they're given to you in your youth. It's another reminder that you are part of a spiritual battle, that your kids are part of a spiritual battle. And even though we uh, we know this, I think intellectually, we have a really hard time uh, because we're just made of flesh, right? We have a really hard time uh, staying in the fight and just going, Father, help me just through these a thousand different scenarios that are going to come at me every single day. And I'm going to encourage you today to look at your parenting as discipleship and focus on what matters the most. So as we come to the end of a school year 
and we are evaluating what are we going to do next year. I do this every year. So our oldest daughter now is almost 26 years old, and she is a mother herself. Many of you know her, Savannah, and her husband, Ryan. But our youngest child is six. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be really quiet right now and try to think about having a six-year-old and a 26-year-old because it's no small thing. And I think we can get we can get tired. Savannah and Sierra and Skylar are three oldest uh, kids who are all uh, in their 20s, or Skylar actually almost in his 20s now, will often say to me, Mom, you're a different mom than you were when we were kids. And I think some of you listening to this and you're really young in your parenting journey and you can't imagine that because you have all kinds of energy and all kinds of ideas and you're, um, nobody has spurned your chore chart yet. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now that parenting is a generational thing and it's not just when your kids are little. You're going to be shepherding them and praying for them their entire lives. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. And if we're going to stay in it, and not grow weary and well-doing, a couple things we have to come to grips with. First of all, we're not going to be the same parents. You, I promise you, you will not be the same mother 20 years from now that you are right now. God does different things in our lives. We have different uh, seasons where we have more energy than others. And certainly right now at the end of a school year, I think a lot of us are feeling kind of worn out and a little bit frazzled and kind of wondering what, how we got ourselves into this thing in the first place. And I just want to encourage you that as you change and grow and as God does different things in your family, it's all right to change because the principles of the word of God will remain the same. If we're walking with him and we're trusting him through every season of our life, even when we go through seasons where we're tired and we don't think we can do this anymore, God will show us, like we talked about on Wednesday, what really matters. And so I'm going to give you just a, just a couple of things to kind of ponder and think about um, as you go into the weekend. And if you're listening to this right now and you have uh, a child who's driving you 100 different kinds of crazy, maybe this might be especially important for you. Because we need to remember that the goal of discipling our kids is not to turn them into little Einsteins. The goal is not to make sure that they're just um, a, a productive member of society or to make sure that they're not joining in the riots at the University of California, Berkeley, right? The goal is to uh, ensure and to, to do everything we can to point our children to Jesus. The goal of discipling our kids is that our children might become fully devoted followers of Jesus and exhibit all the fruits of the Spirit that we find in Galatians 5. So the Bible says in Galatians 5, and 23, that the fruits of the Spirit are gentleness and peace and goodness and kindness and self-control. It never says that the fruits of the Spirit are an ability to do a math problem in less than 10 seconds. That's not a fruit of the Spirit. Not that those are bad things, but I think sometimes we focus on uh, the fruit and we don't get to the root. So we're looking for specific behaviors in our children, and we wonder, why are we struggling so hard with this? Why am I struggling so hard? Well, it's it's clear in Ephesians why we're struggling, because we have an adversary that we can't see with human eyes. And every day when, when my husband and I go before the Lord in prayer, we are always asking the Father to open our eyes to the things that we can't see, the attitudes in our children that we have either not seen or we have neglected because we're weary and we're tired of correcting it? How many of you have been correcting the same, what feels like the same thing in your child over and over and over again? And you just get tired 
right? And you want to see these fruits in your children, but that's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit. It's your responsibility to continually point your children back to Christ. Some of you have have to work uh, a little bit harder at discipline, right? Some of you have children who are just obstinate. I've had a couple of, of our kids who shall remain nameless. Listen, when you have seven children, it's a sanctifying thing, right? Because God is saying, uh, you're not done. Keep doing this. Keep doing this. Don't give up. Don't grow weary. But you have that child who's like, give up. I dare you. I'm, I want you to give up. I'm going to sulk. I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to not obey. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a thorn in your flesh until I leave for college and maybe even beyond then, right? And so you're going, how am I going to do this? Well, God says, this is how you do it. You come back to the well every day. Back to the well. How do we, how do we grow weary in, in well-doing? Back to the well. Father, give us a drink of living water. What does it look like? One of my favorite authors, and I'm going to see if I can quote it for you guys today, uh, is Paul David Tripp. And he has, and I'll link back to this book today. Um, I, I love a good devotional, but I really like the ones that are meaty and take me back to the word. And Paul David Tripp has a, a book out called New Morning Mercies that actually my friend Dorinda gave to me a long time ago. And I have been enjoying this uh, book now for several years, but I love that he he also points uh, people who are listening to him back to the word. And this is how he starts out his devotional on May 10th. It says, but why, dad? Why can't I? All the other kids are doing it. I just don't understand why you have to say no all the time. I don't get why this is such a big deal. Can I just do this just one time? How many of you guys have kids like that? Why? They ask you why. Or you have a teenager who's just so disappointed because all of his other friends are watching that movie and you said, yeah, you know what? We're not going to do that. We're not in this home. It doesn't please God. And remember, we've been talking about this, oh my goodness, for several months now. And I'm just, I'm trying to encourage you. What you do in the privacy of your home, in the privacy of your, uh, of you, just your private space, whether it's your bedroom or your kitchen when you're making dinner, you're having just a little bit too much wine with your dinner or whatever it is, whatever we do in the privacy of our homes matters for eternity because we are shaping the course and trajectory, not only of our lives, but of the lives of our children as well. And so Paul Tripp is just saying, hey, listen, I get it. I know that it's hard. He says, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation with my kids. Sometimes it's a quick plea, thankfully followed by submission. At other times, it disintegrates into a major volume-raised debate. And for those of you who think that uh, I never have volume-raised debates with my kids, uh, I do, (laughs) okay? We try to keep them to a minimum, but that's life, right? And Paul is saying, uh, Paul Tripp, not the Apostle Paul, (laughs) Paul is saying that each time uh, he has these conversations with his kids, it becomes an instructive reminder. He says, it's a sad but obvious fact, sinners don't like boundaries. And I would just like to say, this is Heidi again, I'm not reading from Paul right now, but uh, I am the greatest of these, these sinners. We don't like boundaries. Uh, we tend to to rail against them. As adults, we do it. And so of course our children are going to do it, right? And he says, sinners tend not to esteem rules. Sinners don't like to be told what to do. Sinners don't tend to love authority. Dead, they want to author their own moral codes. So you can't even pray this prayer, Lord, lead us not into temptation unless grace has visited you. Only powerful rescuing grace can take you from, quote, let me do what I want to do to, quote, guard me against the temptation to do what you know is best for me not to do. If you're a parent 
or can honestly reflect on your own childhood, you know that one of the biggest and most important battles children have with their parents is the battle for authority. The same is true in our relationship with God. We don't have to read any further than the third chapter of the Bible to see that battle break out and alter the entire course of human history. In this request, there are three recognitions that only grace can produce. The first recognition is that there is one of ultimate authority who rules over this world and knows what is best. In this recognition is the acknowledgement that even if I am the most powerful human being on earth, I am still a person under authority. The second recognition is that the one who is the ultimate authority has clearly communicated to me how I should live. There is a God-originated, God-communicated set of boundaries that I have been designed to live within. Real life is found inside these boundaries, not in discovering and experiencing what's outside of them. I'm going to say that again. Real life is found inside the boundaries that God has ordained for us, not in discovering and experiencing what's outside of them. The third recognition is that on this side of eternity, I live in a world of moment-by-moment temptation. The world I live in does not operate as God intended, and because it doesn't, it whispers seductive lies into my ears every day. It works to deceive me into thinking that what is ugly in God's eyes is really beautiful, and that what God has said is wrong is really right after all. So pray that these three recognitions will rule in your heart today, and you'll remember God's authority, that you'll love His law, and that you'll have the desire and strength to resist temptation. There is ample grace for all of these things at the foot of the cross. And man, I don't know about you, but I needed that reminder today that God is saying, listen, we struggle every day against principalities, against a world that rails against the things of God. We see this all the time. We've talked about this hundreds of times on the podcast, uh, that we have turned in in the culture today what God says is evil and declared it as good. And the same battle that we fight as adults, our children are fighting every day as well. But listen, parents, your children were literally born for such a time as this. They were born for this battle. And it's your job in cooperation with the Holy Spirit to get them ready for the battlefield, all right? We want to look for fruit in the lives of our kids. The fruit of the Spirit is a result of the presence of the Holy Spirit and a devoted heart, which is what we're looking for in our children. Remember, we, we talked about uh, having our kids become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And what keeps us from being fully devoted to God? It's usually a worldly desire, something that we want to do that we know that God says is wrong, whether it's laziness or just a desire to have our own way. And maybe you're holding back part of yourself today. If that's you, I'm going to encourage you as, a, as this podcast comes to a close today to identify what it is and then write a prayer to the Lord and surrender it today. Father, help me not to grow weary in doing good. Lord, I pray that as we come before you as parents today, we confess that we are tired often, that we do grow weary in well-doing. Lord, sometimes the things that you've called us to are difficult things, but you've also said that you will never leave us or forsake us. And so, Lord, for every mom, every dad who's listening to this podcast today, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to them in such a way that they find strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to grow weary in well-doing, but to remember that if we don't give up, we will reap a harvest of joy, and the harvest is coming. Father, thank you for your indwelling Holy Spirit. I pray that your grace would visit us again today in a new way and give us strength for the journey ahead. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hey, thanks for listening, everybody, to the podcast today. I hope you'll join me back here on Monday. We're going to pick it up again and talk for just a little bit about your generational relationship with Jesus and what that looks like. I'll see you back here then. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.